redesigned. It was unprovoked, but this is what Russian President Vladimir Putin unleashed on Ukraine. As the sun came up this morning, a missile striking an industrial park in western Ukraine. A helicopter assault on an airport outside of Kiev. Close, intense fighting. And there are civilian casualties. Local officials say this apartment building was struck in eastern Ukraine. Heartbreaking images of people, bloodied, staggering out of their homes. Shortly after four o'clock this morning, I spoke to President Zelensky of Ukraine to offer the continued support of the UK. Because our worst fears have now come true and all our warnings have proved tragically accurate. President Putin of Russia has unleashed war in our European continent. It's too early to draw conclusions, but there is a long record of Russian assaults against Ukraine. And yes, we woke up this morning to find that a number of, of government websites uh, were temporarily down. In fact, the, um, the website of the foreign ministry before it went down was displaying um, a, a warning saying that all your information has be become public and be afraid and expect worse. <laughs> Now, this is serious. No, honestly, this is really, really concerning. Could we potentially be going to a third world war? Welcome to another installment of Redesigned. I am the content producer, Mr. Catebox, and yeah, this is episode two season two shout out to everyone that was locked in last week and everyone who caught the trailer and uh if you're not already subscribed make sure you do that right now uh, a couple of housekeeping rules if you want to join in, in the conversation make sure you use the hashtag on twitter redesigned pod or redesigned i prefer redesigned pod because there's a lot of interference on the other hashtag redesigned because People use it for other kinds of stuff. God knows what kind of stuff people are using it for. Um, I tried to say last week, last week I said that, you know, I'm not going to be using the, pot, the the old hashtag redesigned, redesigned pod. But it just probably makes more sense to just stick with it. So, yeah, go back to using that. <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone that's listening right now. You please you need to excuse my voice i am recording very very late right now and um yeah i've been watching the news like i'm sure a lot of you have been watching the news as well and russia have decided to do a mad thing and invade ukraine now it's like we just can't catch a break we're just jumping from one crisis to another now, honestly this is just this is just exhausting. Um, but my thoughts really go out to the people of Ukraine, those who live over there, um, those who've got family over there. On a serious note, really, really, um, really concerned. And prayers go out to anyone who's affected right now and um, anyone thinking that, you know, oh, it's over there, it's just, it's a, it's nothing to do with with us it really affects all of us and 
yeah um hopefully it doesn't go on for too long hopefully it can get resolved but you know world wars always start off with you know small conflicts i don't think there's any such thing as a small conflict but you know what i'm trying to say so um yeah there's potential that's going to spill out to um poland maybe other nato countries or countries in europe but we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec why that's concerning before we get into that let's go to some news so I was looking at this article from Tech Explore and they've said the world's smallest battery can power a computer the size of a grain of dust. Do you know how insane that is? So if, you, if you're an avid listener and you caught one of the episodes in season one where I was talking about smart contact lenses, the problem with smart contact lenses is that how do you power them? You're not going to, you know, how are you going to charge contact lenses? Well, they now have this nanotechnology um, called micro batteries. I don't know why they don't just call them nano batteries, to be honest with you. So um, this is coming from the website techexplore.com. So, so it says uh, computers are getting smaller and smaller, just as current cell phones offer computing power similar to that of a laptop. And the trend towards miniaturization continues. Smart dust applications. I'll say that again. Smart dust applications, tiny microelectronic devices, such as biocompatible sensor systems in the body, demand computers and batteries smaller than a dust moat. Anybody? No. Dust. Anybody? No. Dust. I can't believe that they, they actually have this technology. This is, this is just insane. So, so far, this development has been hindered by two main factors, a lack of on-chip power sources for operation anytime and anywhere and difficulties in producing integratable micro batteries. This is insane. So imagine they've got batteries the size of a grain of dust and they're going to com they're going to power computers that are only a little bit bigger than that I imagine what you could create with that anyway that's just insane if you want to go read the article um you can check it out i'm going to leave a link in the description that's uh, from techexplore.com the world's smallest battery that's insane so I saw this article on BBC News saying a metaverse app allows kids into virtual strip clubs. <laughs> what is the world coming to? Virtual strip clubs. Well, it's always going to be a matter of time, right? Anyway, I've actually got some video that I can share with you here. Uh, let's go to that video right now. Meet Jess. She's 25, a BBC journalist. But in virtual reality, she's pretending to be a child. Go on in. Into VR Chat, one of the most popular apps. The age limit's 13. 
Some rooms look innocent enough. But there's pole dancing and strip clubs too. Oh, hello, miss. We can hang out, watch a movie or something. Isn't it school time right now? There are two people to the side of me now who are um, trying to get on top of each other. Okay, so there's like a group of people that are like simulating sex. I want to say there's like five of them. And they're definitely in children, I'm pretty sure, because of how they sound. There's avatars, right? And these avatars can go naked. And then Jess is assaulted. Oh my god. What was that like? Horrible. Um, it was strange. It felt like it was happening to me. Stop it. Leave me alone. It's like the Wild West, and I wouldn't feel safe as a sibling of younger children having my siblings play on this. And if I was a parent, I wouldn't let my children in that kind of area. It's too adult. I think as parents, we got to do better. We can't just leave kids to go on these things unsupervised. We really need to know what they're doing. Uh, this is just crazy um no different to like leaving a kid back in the early 2000s at home with a pc with access to google uh with access to pornography and all of that stuff it's no different and um i think it's even going to be worse when these headsets start to become really popular that's one of the things i haven't really explored myself um when it comes to technology and that is vr vr and the metaverse those are two things that I'm um, going to have to do a lot more research on thinking of actually getting the uh, Oculus Quest 2. Um, I don't really like Facebook. I'm not a fan of the company, obviously. But uh, for research purposes, I think <laughs> at some point I'm going to have to go and get one of these VR headsets. I've never used VR in my life, surprisingly. That's the one technology I've never really experienced. But yeah, the um, the whole idea of you know giving a child access to virtual reality knowing what uh what the dangers are on the standard internet is insane like so if you're 13 you shouldn't be anywhere near these things to be honest with you and parents you need to you need to get your act together i don't know whose parents is letting their kids go on the metaverse already you know unsupervised that's i don't understand but yeah, the Oculus Quest 2 is a VR headset from, uh, again, Facebook are just buying everything. They didn't develop this themselves. They actually acquired this company, um, Oculus, and it's $299. It starts at £299 for 128 gig. And then another one is the next model up is 256 gig, and that's for $399 eventually i'm gonna have to go check it out let me know if you have actually had any experience with vr or the metaverse already uh use the hashtag on twitter redesigned pod or redesigned uh don't forget you can uh follow if you're listening on spotify you can follow rather than subscribe hit the follow button right now so if you're watching on youtube and you can see this QR code bouncing around. Yeah. Get your phone out and make sure you subscribe on Spotify as well. And uh, 
well, it doesn't have to be Spotify. It could be your your favorite app, whichever is your default app for listening to podcasts. Scan the barcode, see what it does. It might bring up Apple Music. It might bring up Spotify. It depends on your 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 platform. It depends on whether you're on iOS or Android. So do that. Let me know what what happens as well, because it'd be it'd be interesting to see. It's just like a little experiment kind of thing, you know, utilizing all that new technology and stuff. You know how we do. So before we get to the main topic, we're going to go for a quick break. Magnavox presents Odyssey, the electronic game of the future. Odyssey easily attaches to any brand TV, black and white or color, to create a closed circuit electronic playground. Odyssey gives you all the exciting action of hockey and 11 other challenging play and learning games for the entire family. Odyssey, a new dimension for your television. Now at your Magnavox dealer. He's listed in the yellow pages. So, World War Three is it imminent? Who knows? Um... One of the things that is really interesting about this whole situation with Ukraine and Russia is traditionally, well, up until this point, we've fought wars by air, land and sea. Now we've got a fourth threat, which is cyber. So there's definitely been a lot of talk about uh, cyber threats, cyber attacks, and they're a lot more dangerous than what people think. And the reason for that is not only do they cause disruption, they can actually cause death. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it can, but indirectly cyber attacks are probably even more devastating than physical um, combat. And I'll explain why. So if we look at the, the definition of a cyber attack, let's look at the definition of a cyber attack. So according to Wikipedia, a cyber attack is any offensive maneuver that targets computer information systems, computer networks, infrastructure, or personal computer devices. Now, because we are living in such a connected world, everything relies on the internet and anything that relies on code anything that relies on any type of firmware or software they do have vulnerabilities so that means that there are weak links in the code which leaves that particular piece of hardware or software vulnerable to manipulation so someone who knows how to code or how to actually get into the software can actually manipulate it and get it to do what it's not supposed to do. So the reason why this is dangerous in the context of war or being in a war footing is that uh, a hostile state or a hostile nation can in fact infiltrate not only our infrastructure they can actually engage in social engineering so they can they can uh you know make use of social media deep fake videos um they can 
influence the political system just like in the 2016 elections you know there was talk of a certain candidate not getting it getting getting the the votes in because of a certain other <laughs> i don't even want, i don't want them to come for me you know listen the russians are on smoke i don't even want them to come for me but yeah what i'm trying to say is um yeah cyber attacks come in so many different forms and they are very very dangerous so the most common form of cyber attack is actually a phishing attack i'm sure you've heard of phishing it's um it's something that it's so it seems so minor but how it works is they use email as a gateway to get your information to then steal your information and then harvest it and then sell it on and then they can actually use it to do other things so getting into your your computer once they've got your email address maybe some passwords and stuff like that they can actually log into your computer and do stuff remotely now we're starting to talk about you know viruses trojans worms once they infect your computer they can then replicate within cause damage to networks and all that kind of stuff and let's go a step further like i said earlier anything that is connected to the internet that has software or firmware can be compromised so we're talking about hospitals hospital computers hospital networks so for example the nhs their database their system how do they manage patient records how do they manage how do they know um what to do with patients patient information the medication procedures appointments for surgery you see where i'm going with this it actually happened at one point um in time um i think it was back in 2018 i'm not sure i'll have to i'll have to go check that out but the there was a cyber attack that took place and it actually affected uh, patients' appointments, patient surgeries. So imagine if someone was waiting for treatment and a hostile nation had already been, you know, they've already compromised that system and they start messing around with patient records, swapping things around. You can see already the impact will be devastating. Then you look at things like uh, critical infrastructure, transport, air traffic control, the power grid, Listen, let me show you this piece of footage right here. This is this is this was shocking, right? Let me show you this piece of footage right here. This isn't a normal USB drive. We've just written some basic code. When we plug it into somebody's system, it's gonna automatically I can basically do anything that he can do on his machine just remotely. We found some unlocked systems, uh, actually dropped some malicious files on them. I can start the microphone on the computer. So I can now start listening to you physically talking. I can take a screen capture of what's on your desktop. I can take pictures with your webcam to see if you're sitting at your computer or not. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? This is why more than ever, privacy is important. Make sure you cover your webcams and just just don't be doing dodgy stuff on your computer i don't know why you would but this is not the time to be messing around you know make sure all your online activities are above board 
I'll just I'll just say that um, because there's uh, these hackers. Listen, don't don't even let me get started with ransomware. You know, people have been known to be in compromising situations online and they've been hacked and their activities have been recorded and they've been held to ransom. So for example, a hacker would see you doing whatever online or have access to some information that's not really in your favor and be like, you know what, if you don't send me seven million pounds, I'm going to leak this to your employer. I'm going to show this footage to your wife. I'm going to do this or whichever. And this is very, very real stuff. But um, going back to the dangers of the cyber threat that we may face in this whole war scenario, we're looking at critical infrastructure. So the power grids can be turned off, the transportation system, the railways, um, as I mentioned before, the hospital systems, police systems, um, data, your, your data. Listen, this is why. Remember a few years back, there was this Russian app called Face App and everyone was doing this thing where they were like uh, using these filters to see what they would look like if they were like 80 years old or some, something like that. This was a Russian app and they were just collecting your face data. I don't know if you care about that, but this is serious stuff. I think we overshare online and at times like this, it's like you really value the importance of privacy and making sure that your data is safe. Uh, make sure you change your passwords because in essence, when it comes to cyber attacks and stuff like that, the weakest link is people. It's your lack of uh, password security. Um, you should be using 2FA as a minimum. That's If you don't know what 2FA is, it's two-factor authentication. You should have that on all your social media accounts, all your email accounts, any banking apps or any... Well, banking apps are generally quite secure, but uh, when we're looking at things like cryptocurrency exchanges, a lot more people are getting involved in crypto. Make sure that you've got 2FA enabled um, because you don't want to get wiped out in, in the event that there is, you know, that cyber element of, of a war scenario. Um, and that could, that could actually be a possibility in the near future. So word of advice. So make sure you get that two FA two factor authentication on all of your accounts. If you can, um, speaking of crypto, I need to get a ledger nano, yeah, I need to do that. I need to take I need to take some of my money off the exchanges because some of the stuff I'm hearing right now. Mm -mm -mm. More on that though. More on that in the next couple of episodes. Uh, when I actually get one, I'm gonna talk about it and you know share with you what it does and and how to how to actually use it and why you would need to use it. Gonna try and get some crypto guests on the podcast as well. Should be interesting stuff. So yeah, I'm just really hoping that they don't trigger Article 5. Um, as Ukraine is not a NATO country, you know, the Western, the Western allies are not 
it's unlikely they're going to get involved at this point. You know, they can help in terms of providing some sort of assistance when it comes to weapons and stuff like that. Maybe um, aid as well, food, supplies, all that kind of stuff. But Article 5, if you don't know what Article 5 is, I'm just going to play you this clip. Collective defence is at the heart of NATO's founding treaty. It binds NATO's 30 member countries. If one or more are attacked, Article 5 can be triggered. Article 5 states, an armed attack against one or more of them in Europe or North America shall be considered an attack against them all. Once triggered, it allows such actions as it deems necessary, including the use of armed force to restore and maintain the security of the North Atlantic area. An act of war is something which is an armed attack. Uh, that's what is specified in the Article 5, the Collective Defense Clause of the NATO Treaty, the Washington Treaty of 1949. But what an armed attack actually is these days is broader than it was in 1949, uh, because uh, NATO invoked Article 5, the Collective Defense Clause, for the first and so far only time in its history on the 12th of September, immediately after the 9-11 terrorist attacks against the United States. And I don't think, of course, many people who knew NATO during the Cold War would have expected that when Article 5 was finally used, it would have been in response to a terrorist attack rather than a major tank thrust uh, by the Soviet Union through the fall of the gap in Germany during the Cold War. NATO subsequently has declared that a cyber attack, if it had a certain level of severity and really did a lot of damage, could also be considered uh, as a case of collective defense and trigger Article 5. So uh, the spectrum is quite broad. Uh, it depends on what you call an armed attack. It can be with electrons through cyberspace as much as through tank shells and missiles these days. But at the end of the day, the determination of if it qualifies or doesn't qualify is going to be made by the 30 countries uh, collectively around the table of the North Atlantic Council in Brussels. So there you have it. It's <laughs> well, this this is not a joke. This war thing is not a joke. And if you if you remember over the last five five or ten years, there has been some Russian interference in terms of cybersecurity especially here in the UK and I know it's happening in the US as well so with all this stuff going on now hopefully because there's a lot of rumors about um, cyber attacks coming soon hopefully it's well I say hopefully but I never thought that Russia would actually end up invading the Ukraine I never I never thought it would happen you know but here we are a cyber attack would be terrible because once we've got so many connected devices to the internet we rely so heavily on it in terms of our infrastructure you know uh, banking finance commerce imagine not being able to to pay for your goods and services 
you know imagine not being able to use your debit or credit card what will happen with like food what will happen with um what will happen with energy a lot of people have got smart meters now imagine they would be able to literally turn off the power supply to your home like a complete blackout what would that do to society so yeah this cyber thing is not a joke anyway i'm gonna leave it there be back next week for another installment of redesigned uh yeah yeah go do this barcode thing you know i got the idea from the super bowl that was one of the most creative adverts coinbase ever did i give it to them so yeah i stole the idea sorry coinbase but yeah that's it for this week uh don't forget hit the subscribe button if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review if you're on spotify make sure you press that follow button right now and i will see you on tuesday see we used to be on we used to come out with episodes on monday um but yeah maybe it's tuesday now so yeah enjoy your week we'll try to enjoy it anyway have a good week take care and bye for now redesigned